Are you tired of sitting in on boring Zooms? And you're wanting to shake people awake and going, what can I do? Or are you the person in your workplace who's been tasked with putting on the event and you're thinking, ah, I don't want to be that one that everybody thinks, well, she did a crap job. Oh, yeah, great. Great job, Janice. Oh, wasn't it terrible? You don't want to be that person. But the great news is you don't have to be. You can make your events online interesting and engaging and have your colleagues pat you on the back as well. We are going to hear from the master of Master of Ceremonies, Warwick Merry. He will be on very shortly and he's going to share with us about how to make your events interesting that are online, even just an ordinary little Zoom so that people are engaged. But what's more, this is the shift and lift show on Trish TV. So we are about, you don't just want to shift, you want to lift. And that's what he's going to help us do. Not only that, that's about resilience and adapting to change. We've all had to do that. Well into this pandemic, it is time people have higher expectations. But I'm also going to go behind the scenes and ask Mr. Mary just about, you know, how tough it was to make that change for himself to give us some encouragement. And we are going to talk to Warwick right after this. The strongest prison bars are in your head. Leaders and teams, it's time for a jailbreak. Warwick, Mary, welcome to Trish TV. Thank you so much for having me here. Looking forward to a fun session. Can't wait to hear what I have to say. I, I can't wait either. And look, I have the privileged position of being, being a speaker and, and I'm out there trying to get more events and doing these things. Warwick is one of the key people that I turn to to get help with how I do this stuff online. And he has given himself to... Being that person who is not only marketing himself as an MC and a producer for virtual events, but being that support for other people that are the speakers as well as event organisers. He is the go-to guy. And if I'm speaking at a big event and it's online, I hope that they've hired Warwick to do the production because I can do a little bit myself to make it interesting, but when it's a big job, you want a professional. Warwick, tell us a bit about yourself and, and how you got to this point with the, the online kinds of things. Yeah, certainly. Uh, look, first up, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm really thrilled to be here. I have been in the events industry for over 20 years, and most of my work has been as a host or as an MC for different events, you know, from small networking events of 30 to 50 people to I've hosted a four-course dinner on the Great Wall of China and been in Abu Dhabi hosting big events there. Uh, so it's just ranges and family wow. weddings. I'm married to a Sri Lankan, so I did a family wedding in Sri Lanka of 700 people. Oh, that oh, was probably goodness. one of my hardest hardest gigs. So, yeah, so that's how I, it's come about. In the last couple of years, it's all just gone online. It had Now, hang on, hang on. It didn't just pop over onto online and be as brilliant as it is. And I know you you are a master of ceremony, so you're the master at it. But, they, you know, people were throwing around words like, oh, pivot, just pivot, like it's so easy. Just just 
pivot that's my inner ballerina yep. coming out. It wasn't quite good enough for the real thing. That's okay. But talk to me about that trend because we will get to the parts about how to make it. But I want to know that look, this is not some magical thing that, hey, presto, you know, tell me about your, was it like a crisis of, oh, dear, what do we do? Or did you just go, okay, what's next? How can I be of service? Tell me about that transition. Yeah. So it's really really interesting. And in, in our household, the words pivot and agile are almost swear words. My wife laughs at them every time we hear it, and you hear it so much. Because <laughs> for me, it wasn't a pivot. It wasn't being agile. It wasn't. It was just a subtle shift. I've been doing online events using GoToMeeting, GoToWebinar, um, WebEx, a few other things, even Zoom well before the pandemic kicked in. It was harder to get traction. Um, it was great here in Australia because of our geography and the US is the same, and you could get bigger audiences, but they just weren't as popular. So once this kicked in, I, I was just thinking, all right, we're, we're going online. And just for whatever reason, I just knew it. And so I really immersed myself in Zoom because I felt that Zoom was my tool of choice. It's very easy for everyone to use. And so I just got to know it in depth. Um, and I spent a lot of time just farting around for more, one of a more technical term. Um, and I had a couple of computers at my desk logged in. So it's just me doing all this different stuff um, and looking at training videos and whatever else. Then as part of that, when the pandemic kicked in, I thought, you know what? People are going to need to keep connected. I know I am. So I just started running what I call What's Up Wednesday, which is and it's still running it. It's like uh, over 18 months. It started in March, so March last year. So still running, 4 o'clock on every uh, Wednesday, where people just came in. Like and when it started, and it wasn't there was no theme to it in terms of, oh, we're going to talk about these five different strategies. It was like, no, 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 what's up? That's the whole instance behind it is what's up. And so people would come in and just talk and have a place to connect. And it, it went quite big. And then as people got busy again, it sort of got small and it waxes and wanes and the topics change. To start with, there was a lot of conversations about Zoom. And I was just happy to share what I knew because I knew we all needed it in this world and, and specifically shared it with a lot of my speaker friends because there's a lot of people who are great presenters face-to-face. -face. They're brilliant, but put them online and they are atrocious. Yeah. And it's not... It's not, uh, I'm not having a crack at them. They just, they haven't got the skill set. And it's a very different, it's a very, very different uh, medium to present in, particularly if you spent a long time in face-to-face. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I did. And because of that, I had a lot of speakers who would be contacted by, by their clients saying, oh, we need to do this online and how are we going to do it? And they're like, oh, I really don't know, but Warwick does. And so I'd have people contact me and say, can you produce this and can you... And a couple of my friends in the US reached out and, um, yeah, so I was able to pick up some different business all around the world, actually, and um, that's yeah. been really good for me. It has been good. It's been good for a number of us. I know a lot of speakers have lost out of work, but because Warwick is online, if you have an event, if you're in America, if you're in Europe, Warwick doesn't have to fly anywhere to help with your event, and and I don't either, you know. I'm, Pakistan, Philippines, Europe, you know, we can just set the alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. Throw a bit of water go. on the face, a bit of lippy, and, you know, actually there's there's a bit more pre uh, preparation than that, but most of the preparation is done ahead of time. And, in fact, I would suggest that there is as much work, and particularly for a, a producer such as Warwick, 
there is actually a lot of work that goes into virtual presenting, possibly more so than a live presenter. And sometimes, Warwick, you and I are asked about, well, you know, maybe, you know, do, do you charge less for going virtual? And, and what's our answer to that, Warwick? No. Um, and in fact, look, because the, the, the reality is it takes a whole lot more effort to do virtual. Um, and there is a whole lot of stuff that you're accounting for of what happens if this goes wrong, you know. Um, and there are a lot of other expenses that you no longer have. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of virtual. And in fact, my business now is I've made the decision that where possible, I will go virtual. I'm really not interested in traveling for work um, because I don't need to now. And I find that the virtual environment is actually more intimate than face-to-face. Now, some people will have long discussions about this, but if I'm in a room presenting to, let's say, 200 people, so it's not very big, just 200 people, I'm not going to see the people at the back of the room. I'm going to see the first three or four rows, or the first row of tables, maybe that's it. But when I'm virtual, I mean, I have my screen set up on Zoom, so I see 50 uh, 50 people at a time. I can engage with each, each of them one-on-one almost. I can talk to them and I do and I um, talk about what's going on for them and I talk about uh, some of the things that are happening in their frame when their camera's on. So I find it a far more intimate experience doing it. It's different energetically but it is a far more intimate experience Um, and it means that, you know, I don't have to travel. I just have to make sure that I've got really good internet connection and, and a backup plan for what to do if the power goes out, you know, and that's the kind of thing that you can easily have set up to do. Look, it, it really is, and I love Zoom for the same reason, because I'm looking at you now and you are in my room with me. Mm. And and it is, there's an intimacy there that, that I just love. And you can mm. be presenting and you can see somebody laughing. And you can go, I see you, Gina. I see you giggling <laughs> away there. And and even if they're on mute, which I'm not a fan yep. of, by the way, I, I, I love um, and you can spotlight now so that so that um, if someone does laugh, they don't fill up the screen suddenly, which is a great one. So from yeah, now, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm doing them unmuted. So and it happens with – it, it, sorry, just to add to that, it's really good for multilingual as well. I was presenting in Russia um, a couple of weeks ago and most of the people who were watching did not speak English, but we had a live translator who would just translate on the spot uh, or interpret on the spot and – so they could listen to both soundtracks. So they'd hear me at about 20% or less. So they could get my energy and inflection. So they didn't know what I was saying, but they got the non-verbals. But then they'd listen to the translator in Russian. And so they could hear what's going on. They were laughing at my jokes. It's really weird for me to be telling a joke in English, have someone translate it in real time and have them laugh with a slight lag. But what it meant was I had better engagement and and this is I never I never knew this was part of Zoom. For as much as I know about Zoom, there are so many different things that don't. And I know it's available in other platforms. Don't get me wrong. I like Zoom, but I will happily use other platforms, um, even Teams. Uh, so it, it's so these these services are available. So it is and it's so more inclusive, you know, for people who have different abilities and some things that they can't do. You know, the instant uh, the instant captions and stuff is just fantastic. Yeah. Yep, it, it, it really is. And I believe Zoom also has the facility where it's not all languages, but some, the the transcription can actually be done in mm. a different language. So, you know, th- there's that technology as well. It is just fantastic. You know, and, and I've got to say, um, 
what has helped me as well, because I, I catch up with Warwick on his What's Up Wednesdays and my technology and my gear has improved and, and my wiring and what I put together because I can say, let me just plug this in and see how that sounds. How does that go? And Warwick and the team will go, no, 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 it's a bit too, you know, and, and fix it. And it means that every time I do something again, it's it's that bit better because people are less uh, indulgent now of your stuffing around. Now, you know, Dash, my dog, he's upstairs. I grabbed the car keys so that he thought that I was actually leaving the house uh, so he was okay staying up there. But if he thinks I'm down here, he wants to be here. So, you know, I actually don't mind a dog barking or two, but, uh, you know, it, it's how it goes. Well, it's, not, it's, not a real, it's not a real online session until you see a cat walk across in front of the screen. Yeah. Um, but it, that, <laughs> that also away. answers the question. Yeah, yeah, that also answers that question about, you know, how do you pivot? Well, you don't. You just use what you've got and start yes. that process. You know, I've seen amazing presentations done with just whatever laptop the person uses or their phone. And the earpiece that you get with the phone often has a really good microphone. I'm not sure about the pods. The earpod things, oh, they've been a bit bodgy. But the ones that are cabled straight in, it's a pretty decent microphone to get some good stuff. It's a great place to start um, yeah. versus I know some people go and spend a ton of money and just can't work out all the technology. So start from wherever you are with what you've got and it can make such a big difference. Yes, and that's where I wanted to uh, let let's let's talk about technology. Let's talk about we you know we don't need to spend a fortune. And you often talk to organisers uh, and, and well, people like myself or or people that or even um, corporate people who are putting on just a meeting, who are having hmm. kittens and stressing out about having all the right stuff. And uh, so talk to us about um, equipment and and particularly sound. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the, the bottom line is quite simply, if you're running an online session, be it a meeting with team people, be it a, a conference, be it a small event, be it an internal gathering, be it with your family and friends having drinks on a Friday night virtually, as many of us have been doing for the last six months, my simple message is this, get better. And you know, I'm not saying do a whole lot, spend a whole lot. I'm just saying get better. And, I, and let me give you a few hints. There's there's the, what I call the holy trinity oh, of what you need to do. So let me just go through what those holy trinity All are. Right, and the first one is lights. You. Yeah. There you go. The first one is lights. Get your lighting right. Now, for me, quite simply, I've got just my normal light overhead, but I've got a diffuser on it. You know, the ones there sort of semi-see-through and you put the normal light bulb behind and what that does is that's spreading out what's called a top light for me. It makes my ball, spat, my ball patch a bit shiny, but that's okay. Um, I've also got a small LED light in that corner that's quite bright, so that's filling up with nice light. And I have a window here on the side and with trees in front of it, so it's a bit filtered. And when I'm in the middle of the night uh, doing stuff for overseas, I also have a, a big light there with a diffuser in front of it that puts light on. And you'll see a bit of coloured behind me. It's a simple... Um, LED that I bought from the local trade shop and put into my uh, just a spare lamp that we had in the spare room. And it's on Wi-Fi, so I can change colours and do weird and wonderful stuff with it. It's very simple. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff about three-point lighting and you've got to have, you know, production lights. And da, da, da. I've got to tell you, if you've got a few lamps around the place, that's going to be a great start. But what you need to do is diffuse the lighting. You don't want this sharp light boom in your face. And you can do that very easily. Baking paper. Baking paper is brilliant because 
the light hits it and spreads. But also if you're using an older lamp that gets really hot, the baking paper is not going to burst into flames, which is not what you're after. So have some nice lighting. Have a nice dispersed lighting, not too bright. A lot of people have ring lights. Ring lights can be weird, particularly if you're wearing glasses because you'll see, and you'll see these halos in your glasses. But often you'll see it in people's eyes as well. So for that reason, I'm not a huge fan of, of ring lights. Um, if you do have them, you can put baking paper over it to spread it or move them a bit further away. You don't get as, as much intense light, but you don't get that level of reflection as well. So lighting is the first one. The next one's composition. And when I, by composition, I'm talking about what's the shot look like? So, for example, for me, you know, we've got this nice picture here, which is talking about what I'm after. I'm a little bit off-centred. This is very newsreadery. You know, I've got sort of from, to be quite frank, from my nipples up in, in the shot and my head sort of close to the top, filling the screen. You know, if I'm back here, it doesn't look as good. When I'm too close, it doesn't look as good. So it's that... It's that um, Goldilocks, you want to get it just right, not too close, not too far away, but just right. So having that sort of stuff set up. And then the background. So I have a very, let me just turn this bit off for the moment. I have a very simple plain background. This is about my sixth background. I started off with bookshelves, but everyone was sort of going like this, trying to read what books were there. Um, then I put some plants. I couldn't get the plants alive. They kept dying. Um, but I wanted something. So by having just, you know, this, this award and the microphone, which is sort of on brand for me, and the coloured lighting on, on a plain background is very simple. It's not distracting. It's it's nice and easy. So it's a nice it's a nice setup for me. And then the rule there's a, a rule of thirds, which helps where you're positioning. I'm a big fan of centre and towards the top for your head. Some people will put their head right you know down here in the middle of the screen, and it just doesn't look as good. So getting that composition so it looks. It's, you want it so it's not noticeable, if that makes sense. So it's just it's adding to it but not sub subtracting. And then the third one is sound, the third one of the Holy Trinity, and the sound is the most important. I can put up with dodgy lights. I can put up with a bit of a bodgy composition. I will not put up with bad sound. Um, so that's the most important thing to do. Now, the question a lot of people ask is, what microphone should I get? That's not the question to ask. The question to ask is, how am I best to record the room? Because, for example, Trish, I know you're in a wonderful studio there. Other people would call it a garage. And in a garage, you can have a lot of echoes and a lot of stuff that's going on. I'm here in my spare room, you know, and I've got nailed to my walls or stapled to my walls some just cheap foam I bought off um, the internet to just uh, absorb a bit of the sound. I've got my cupboard door open because my clothes are in there and they're really good sound absorbers. I've got carpet on the floor, so that absorbs a lot of the sound. A lot, I've seen people who will do their broadcast from the kitchen bench with a whole stack of glass and paved floors and there's echo everywhere. Mm. And That's no right. matter the microphone, you're not going to fix that. So it is about looking at what's the best microphone for the room. Uh, and again, what microphones have you got? I'm using a microphone I had I used to plug into my phone. I've been able to, with an adapter, plug it into my to my um, computer system and it's a nice shotgun mic. It's out of shot. You can see it. For my voiceover work, I use this professional mic which is you know right. very different but but this this stuff just again. works well shall i show, show you again, again. Right. so this so is just you know that's mic. my voiceover mic when i do voiceovers i've got a few different things that i'll use yeah. to make that sound good um but for the, uh, tell us what the shield is for in front of the mic oh that's a pop filter so when you say all oh, your pop and um you know any word that's got that 
loud sort of pop thing. Yeah, so Tiffany, that's a pop filter. That's all that does. And this this um, springy bit here, that holds it. So that just holds it nicely in place. So that's a pop filter, you know, they're 20 bucks. Um, yeah. And, it, and I think a, it came with this to set up. Is that what you call a podcast mic? No, that one, because I, I sing, and so that's actually a really good microphone for recording singing, and that's why I had the mic. I already had the mic, and so I just I use that one, and it actually does really good voiceover work as well. So, yeah, but the pop filter, yeah, that just stops you from when you do the explosives, like the p and the t, and, the, you know, you know, you get sometimes you'll hear it. That's yep. a good way of just filtering that out. Well, that's right, and I use the same little shotgun mic that you do, and uh, it's mm. not expensive, and it, it has a, a pin on it. Actually, I can probably, yeah, we, yeah, I've got mine. a spare one here. And yeah. the pin plugs into your phone, and yeah. right now I've got an adapter that is putting it through my computer, and I have it away from my computer speakers so it doesn't uh, loop back through. And I've got to say, yeah. I, I love how you're talking, Warwick, about the gear. And, and what you've got in the room. Now, my studio looks amazing. I know it does. I always get comments. I get private messages. Oh, I love your background. And my favourite stores during lockdown, because we were allowed out for essentials, uh, my favourite stores were Bunnings and Spotlight. And if you're not in Australia, Bunnings is a big hardware store and Spotlight is uh, fabric and craft. This here behind me, shh, don't tell anyone, this behind me is curtain fabric. So when Warwick's talking about utilising what you have, he's absolutely right. Fabulous stuff, Warwick. Now, look, you have got some more information to give us and I want to make sure that because people are going to say, well, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? What do I do about that? And uh, tell us about uh, I have a link that I'll put in the comments, but I'm also going to put it as a banner uh, up here. Talk to right us about this. Yeah, so so what I've done is because, uh, yeah, a lot of people were coming to me and talking about, you know, what, are the, what do I need to do to get online? So I've got a free thing for you. It's a 20-minute video. It's got a companion PDF that if you're not into watching the video, there's a few bonus ones on the video just so you know um, that you can watch. Um, and it's the seven key things you've got to get right to be a, an online presenter pro. Uh, and and, and this, my thing is, as I said at the very beginning, you've just got to get better. The good thing is the bar's really low. Like if you look at a lot of online presenters, they're not that flash. And, in fact, some of the best online presenters, gamers, head over to Twitch and watch people game because yeah. they are so cool in that they've got their really good tech setups and they're playing these full-on games. As they're doing it, they're giving you a running commentary. They're changing perspectives. They go back and do replays. Like it's, it's almost as good, if not better, than some of the sport coverage that you'll see. So gamers have got this down pat. And it's just a matter of looking at what do you want to do so that you stand out. My, my thing is always you've got to be yourself magnified. It's really important to be authentic and it is just about getting better. And Tiffany's comment is so true. you just got to start. Um, and then I, I look back at some of my original recordings and I'm like, oh, my locks are lordy. But it's just the more I relax and go, you know what? This is just me. This is how I am. Sometimes I'm a bit stupid. Sometimes my jokes are really bad. But it's like it's the energy and it's the personality and it's just about just getting started. Yeah, and, Tiffany, that's so true. you just got to start. So my thing's all about from wherever you are, use what you've got and get better. And it's the equipment is nice, but the equipment is not going to make you a better presenter. So yep. what makes you a better presenter is practising. 
It's not a gift. You're not like, oh, you've been blessed because you've got the skills to press buttons. No, it's practice. And so any opportunity you have, take it. Even if it's presenting to your local Rotary Club or if it's presenting to, you know, your church group, whatever it is, whatever you belong to, get take the opportunity to present. If it is just like, you know what, I'm just going to have a group of my 10 friends and, and once a month we'll get together and we'll just talk about what's going on, but I want to moderate and press the buttons and get better at doing it, do that and you'll get better. Of course, it's the seven brilliant. keys will help you along that 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 path far faster, um, but it'll, will, it'll get you there. Will. Absolutely will. I really want to emphasise to people, we've I've got it there now. I'm also putting it in the chat now, this was, is probably only showing up on YouTube uh, for the chat. And after the broadcast, I will add the link, the live link to uh, wherever else that um, wherever else you might be seeing this, I will put this uh, in those as well. And uh, <clears throat> yes, Tiffany, even if it is a live link with no one watching, and you might be in a group where Facebook groups are great places to, to practice, aren't they, um, Warwick? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and my thing is also, it's nice to have a play by yourself and do your own thing in your own environment, but yeah, do it publicly. So if you're a part of a Facebook group, stand out and get asked, say, hey, can I do a 10-minute slot or a five-minute slot or just do stuff? And it's, I think it's, it's really important, particularly at the moment, because we are feeling a bit helpless about the world that's happening around us. So it's about like looking, okay, what's a simple step forward? What's a simple thing I can do? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. My goodness, that it has just been so helpful. So onlinepresenterpro.com, get seven keys. And uh, Warwick, it. talk to us now in the last few minutes about uh, what you do, what your your website, and, and I will bring that up. But talk to us about uh, what you're doing in the future, the future of meetings, actually, about whether, you know. Future of meetings. Hybrid, are we going back yeah. to live? What's happening? I was having this Having this conversation with um, some people, uh, well, actually, the last couple of months. Look, COVID's at a point where we're like, are we are we in? Are we out? What are we doing? Oh my god, we've had Delta. Da, 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 da. And so it's all about how do I minimise the risk? This is what it's all about. I'm I'm hearing stories of people going to conferences because we're opened up, and then unfortunately, even though everyone's been scanned, everyone's you know had their vaccinations, people are getting COVID. So if you want to minimise risk, my thing is online. Um, there is a lot of conversation about hybrid and people are wanting to do hybrid. Hybrid is great. Hybrid works magnificently when you do it well. And to do it well, you need lots of money, so it needs to be big. So hybrid is great for the big events because you also need energy in the room for those who are getting together. If you're small to medium, can I humbly suggest you stay away from hybrid? It's like Frankenstein's monster. It gets the worst of both worlds and slams them together. Um, I don't think live events in a large format are going to happen for some time, particularly here in Australia. Um, it is online. Online is the way to go. Now, there are some states in Australia where they are having these live events, but in other states, we can't get there. So there has to be an online element to it. So my thing is the future of events is online. Um and so, therefore, you instead of going, what did I used to do offline and shove it online, you've got to recreate an event because online is very different. You can't have hour-long sessions. They need to be 30 minutes, maybe 40. You know, you don't have long breaks because people are like, well, I've made my cup of tea, now what? You know, so it's like really short breaks but with some fun stuff, a lot more fun. We, we're tired of having mediocre presenters. You know, we talked at the very beginning about Zoom fatigue. 
My thing is, look, yes, it is tiring and the research has shown being in front of screens all day, but I guarantee you with the right presenter or the right skill sets, you're not bored at all. There are so many events I've been to, I'll get to the end and go, man, those two hours went really quick because the presenter was energetic. They had us doing stuff. You know, I'm a big fan of the concept that I call two-way TV, whereas yeah. it's presented to me, but I'm part of the presentation, so I'm giving back. You know, we want the events done with us and not to us, and that's what two-way TV can do. So Love online. That with us and not to us. And Tiffany, That's you're it. right. You, you, being online, you get to be across the world and you're in America, we're in Australia and it's just brilliant. Now, I want to, before we finish, I do want to share your your website. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're going to go there now so cool. people can see. There we yep. are. And uh, we there can I see am. online host events, producer, uh, that's not a mirror. That's uh, someone else there that you're talking to. <laughs> there you are, <laughs> handsome man. Good. Oh, and, there we uh, go. Look, certified, certified, certified. He's such a clever triple man. Triple certified. That's me. I, I love being triple certified. Um, there you go. So, yeah, look, it, it. my thing's all about I want to take events online and make them more fun and have them more engaging and more exciting because there are so many events that aren't. And they need to be planned. So I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm working with some big companies and I'm working with some smaller or medium-sized associations. So, uh, And some of the stuff is just conversations, having conversations about how can we better serve our audience because at the end of the day, that's what counts, making sure the audience are engaged and part of the process. It, it absolutely is. And when I'm hired for to speak at a big event, please, and I mean, I can, I can do a certain amount, but but it'll take the pressure off you as an event organiser to bring in someone like Warwick because then I can relax. I know that I'm in good hands. I don't have to be thinking and, you know, all the bells and whistles. I can concentrate on delivering an engagement. He makes me look amazing. He will make you and your event look amazing. So hire us both. And, and there you <laughs> Warwick, go. Double meal it deal. has been an absolute pleasure having you on here. Thank you so much for all your all your beautiful wisdom and uh, absolute pleasure. <laughs> so, for more, uh, come back next week, everybody, or you know, go over this video again, watch it again, and take some notes. And uh, what we're going to do now, I'm clicking, see, I'm still mastering this, you know, get different things to get things sorted for our finishing. I like to finish around the 30 minutes so people can look at it and go, yeah, I can knock off 30 minutes and have a coffee and watch this. So thank you once again, Mr. Warwick Merry, MC extraordinaire, online presenter, uh, master, and who makes all of us look amazing, which brings a great, great experience of value for people who are watching. So thanks so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me here.